Welcome to the Red Dice Diaries. This podcast is a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs from the viewpoint of a long-time GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast was Nightmare by Alexander Nakarada and is used under Creative Commons license. Welcome back to the podcast and in this episode I'm going to talk a little bit about why I like simplicity in games so much and it's one of the things that drew me to my favourite sort of three games if you will at the moment and these are Fate, Powered by the Apocalypse and the a lot of the OSR systems particularly like White Box, Lamentations of the Flame Princess etc and as I've gone along and I've got used to playing more of these games I've started to realise that I'm not a fan of like hugely complex rule systems because whilst I appreciate the fact that you need a rules framework in a game, you know, to help determine like whether you hit the goblin or whether your leap over the chasm is successful and stuff like that, it's generally the bits in between the dice rolling that I actually enjoy in games. So it's the bit when the, the players are describing what their characters are doing, when I'm narrating the result of that, or when they're freestyling and going off at a tangent and doing things that are unexpected and that surprise me and keep the games interesting. And I think it's that sort of idea, and I know it's often quoted as rulings over rules, that has drawn me more towards the OSR recently. And that was crystallised for me when I was reading the latest OSR release from James M. Spahn. And I'm sure you've all heard of that name if you're familiar with the OSR. He wrote uh, White Star and the, the newer sort of edition of that. Um, has done some stuff for White Box, Swords and Wizardry, Hero's Journey, and numerous other things. And his latest OSR release, Untold Adventures, it, minimalist fantasy role-playing, is pretty much, as he says, an experiment to see whether he can create a game that's even more open to referee fiat, narrative play, and rulings over rules than the game it's based on, Swords and Wizardry White Box. Now, Swords and Wizardry White Box itself isn't exactly a weighty tome of dense rules, but James has gone even further and simplified the rules down even more, to the point where, in this version of the OSR, there are only two classes, those being the Swordsman and the Spellcaster. And he tries to get over this idea that you pick your class based on whether you want to be better in combat or whether you want to have some mystical abilities. And the idea is, if you want to play a ranger or you want to play a druid or something like that, you pick the class which is nearest to your version of how you envision that character. And then the rest all comes from roleplay. It doesn't rely on having a big list of skills. It doesn't rely on having animal companions or anything like that or any of the more complex rules that have been introduced. It's all in the roleplay. The rules are literally just there to provide a very simple framework. And you can see that again by looking at the various races that are presented there. Um, there's humans, dwarves, elves, halflings, the normal races, but they don't really receive any modifiers to their stats or anything like that. Each of them gets like a little sort of 
bit of flavor text that tells you what they're good at doesn't really have any rules with them so for instance dwarves they get underground observation they're keenly aware of changes in underground environments and can usually notice secret or hidden doors structurally unsound caverns sloping passages and mechanical traps whereas elves get natural observation they're keenly aware in natural environments such as forests and can normally notice secret or hidden doors game trails snares etc etc and i like this because again it's that rulings over rules there's nothing in there that says oh if you're an elf you notice a secret door on a roll of a one on a d6 or whatever it's down to the gm to adjudicate those fairly and to look at the race you're playing and let's say you're an elf and you're you're searching for tracks in the woodlands it's down to the jam thing well you're an elf you probably would be able to find those tracks in there or no you wouldn't be able to some of the races get like a small bonus against uh, their racial enemies so dwarves get it against goblins elves get it against orcs etc and they all get uh, a little bit of flavor on the starting equipment they take and speaking of equipment another thing i love about this book is the fact that when you start off your adventuring gear is abstracted in this game you don't have to buy all of the equipment and like spend ages agonizing over oh have i got enough rope do i want hemp rope do i want silk rope how many lanterns do i need do i need a million ten foot poles whatever you get a an adventure gear rating from zero to five and what you do is as you're exploring the adventure if you find you need a piece of equipment so let's say for instance you get to a chasm and you need a rope to climb down it you might say i take out my rope and i start to climb down and when you do that you lower your adventure gear rating by one and then it is set that you have a rope so you determine your gear as you go along but it's limited by this adventure rating and i think that's a nice flexible way of representing it the rest of the the rules are pretty much what you'd expect from an OSR game. You have a choice of AC or Ascending Armor class as per Swords and Wizardry. There's some rules for hiring assistants. There's only four types of them. Craftsman, Laborer, Man at Arms or Specialist. And all of those rules take up only 14 pages in the book. And then there's a short playing the game chapter, which is pretty much standard fare, but nice and punchy and gets straight to the point doesn't really waste any time that there's no rules concerning death saves or anything like that you hit zero hit points you're dead that's it healing is dead simple as well you get one hit point back per day of interrupted rest four weeks of rest fully heals you regardless of how much you lost there's modifiers for invisible opponents rules for melee attacks ranged attacks morale etc and then we move on to chapter 4, the spells and magic chapter. And unlike some OSR games, this isn't divided between arcane magic casters and clerical casters, since there's only spell casters in Untold Adventures, and all of those spells are incorporated in the list. Spell levels 1 to 5. And they're all what you'd expect from OSR spells. Shortly written, no extra fluff, no messing. There's the spells, it tells you what they do. Happy days, what more could you want? So they take up a good few pages in the book, as you would expect, alphabetical order. As I scroll through this PDF that I got off drive through, chapter five, we get a running the game chapter, which has a bit of bit of text about designing an adventure, designing a dungeon, etc. Outdoor adventuring and creating a campaign. It's not the most voluminous or expansive setting advice, but 
what is there is good and it's what you need for this game. Chapter 6, which starts on page 42, is a list of monsters. And the author is at pains to point out that he doesn't give massive ecologies or descriptions of these monsters. Partly because we're all familiar with things like ghosts and banshees and basilisks and stuff like that. But also because he doesn't want to get you locked into a mindset where you think that all of your creatures have to be exactly like the ones in the book. You get the stats, you get what they can do, and the rest is down to the GM. So if I scroll through this chapter, which again is quite concise, we have chapter 7 on treasure, which gives you some details of how you, how much treasure you should give out in a typical encounter. It gives you rules for substituting gold pieces for various magic items. And there's some nice random tables and short lists of magic items that you can use in the book. And that's pretty much it. The, the whole book itself... I'm like I say, I'm reading it on PDF. It's about 90 pages. I'm not sure if a print-on-demand copy is available yet. I believe it is. But if you're looking for a dead simple OSR system that has no fuss, no extra bump, no extraneous rules material to get in the way, Untold Adventures is absolutely brilliant. The PDF copy can be picked up for on pay what you want so for virtually nothing although i recommend chucking a few quid to the author of the book because it is a good book but if you're looking for an extremely simple osr system you really cannot go far wrong with untold adventures and as i said at the start of this i'm finding as i've got less time to agonize over rules the more simple systems that I can pick up, I can get straight into the gaming, I can just concentrate on enjoying myself, are starting to appeal to me more and more. And Untold Adventures is absolutely great for that. So that's it for this episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future, please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Anchor. Until I see you next time, whenever you're playing, take care and enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm.